Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Group Chat Podcast. Woo! Woo! Yes, my name is Dion, and I will be your host for this episode. Um, I am joined by my lovely co-host. Go ahead and introduce yourself, co-host. Hey, it's Isaiah. Hey, y'all, it's Eric. Hey, it's James. Hi, guys, it's Brandon. Hey, guys, it's Shamar. Hey, great. So before we jump into today's episode, I do want to go ahead and hand it over to Isaiah, who's going to be doing our segment for today. We're talking about Slay or Nay. Go ahead when you're ready, Isaiah. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to your new favorite segment, Slay or Nay. And on this week's segment, we are going to be going over fall trends, and we are going to be slaying or naying some of them. So if you do want to join in, you will we will be posting some of these trends on our Instagram stories at the group chat podcast. That is TH3 group chat podcast. Come All on. Right? Come on, shout out. Per. Okay. <laughs> and make sure you go ahead and follow us there so you can go ahead and participate with us. All right. So one of the fall trends this this season that we will be seeing the prep aesthetic. So basically, we're going to be seeing a lot of flip sweater vests. We're going to be seeing a lot of collared shirts, pleated skirts, as well as, you know, loafers, which has been trending since last year. So is for you guys, is that aesthetic a slate or an A? A slate, baby. You know I love it. Hit me, baby, one more time. Schoolboy skirt. So, yes. Her, okay. I would have to agree and say a sleigh. I'm here for the prep aesthetic. It's kind of like my bread and butter anyways. So. Period. I even thing. And it goes with the seat, like, you know, the mm-hmm. fall season. Okay. Yeah, just the idea of layering the the polos and then the sweater over top of it. Knitwear. I love knitwear. That's, yeah, that's my kind of jam too. So I'm, I'm here for it. <laughs> Y'all make me want more preppy clothes, so I'm here for it. <laughs> okay, per. All right. So, <laughs> our next, our next trend is it kind of started. It's kind of starting off as a micro trend, but I kind of do see it becoming more of a trend. Is Barbie core? So basically, it's anything and everything pink. So mm. I don't know. I've been feeling pink. You know, Valentino with their Last, their latest collection it mm-hmm. featured a lot of pink especially it's been coined mm-hmm. Valentino pink so I think they're gonna take a color yeah and Jacques <laughs> Moose actually redid a collection that mm-hmm. just had all pink so I would say Barbie core definitely is a slate for me because I am I'm a girly girl so I do like pink true I love a good pink and honestly for the fall, I wouldn't necessarily do, like, a hot pink per se, but I love a good, like, dusty kind of, almost like mauve color pink, in a sense. Wow, okay. That's so funny you say that, because hot pink is kind of trending a little bit more than, like, the mauve like, early 2010, like, color mauve pink, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that is interesting. So you'll stick to the the more like subdued pink than the bright pink. Yeah, I think it honestly just suits my skin tone better. I'm not too mm-hmm. big on the hot. Well, I do like a hot pink, don't get me wrong, but yeah, I think sometimes it doesn't look the best on me. Okay. 
What is that? What does everybody else think of Barbie core? Mm, I think it's a nay. <laughs> I think I think the bonds can have that. Yeah. Not the bonds. <laughs> it's a nay for me. I mean, <laughs> pink is cute, but it's just like I don't know about wearing hot pink, like a neon pink. No, I mean I can see it. I can see it, but it has to be a very like structured, like maybe top. It can't be anything okay. loose or flowy for me. And then mm. as a fall, as a fall trend, like for the season, I just, I guess it is like I don't, I don't care for it. Yeah, but. maybe not fall. I think it's definitely different from like the whole browns and mm-hmm. burnt oranges mm-hmm. that we usually see and that we usually gravitate towards when we get to fall. Mm-hmm. Like you kind of like that, and I think, well, in my opinion, I think hot pink is like over the like in the past years has always been synonymous with like trashy mm-hmm. so like yep. I think that's why you know maybe some people might not like it but I'm kind of living for the pain even hot topic Ooh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it would have to be a very special like occasion or like somewhere where I would really be like okay let me get a look look you know what I'm saying like I would give more so, like, you remember Rihanna's announcement photos for her, like, her pregnancy? Mm-hmm. I would give, like, a nice hot pink coat, like she did, like, overcoat. I think that could be cute, but it's not something I could do, like, often. Okay. When is purple going to come out? Because that's my favorite color. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you're going to be looking like purple. <laughs> Make a debut. Because purple, purple is such a cute Yeah, I think color in general is just making, like, more of a comeback than, mm-hmm. like, our more, like, minimalistic kind of style that's been happening. But since after the pandemic, you know, mm-hmm. everything's been so shut down. I think everyone's trying to express themselves and we're trying to use more color within mm-hmm. our wardrobe. So I think that is very interesting. Mm. All right. So the next thing piece is more mm-hmm. of a garment. It's not necessarily a- aesthetic, but this garment is trending right now and it's parachute pants. So, mm. okay. Right. So do you guys give that a sleigh or a nay? What are parachute nay. pants? Nay. I say it's basically a like. For me. Much more baggy or like cargo pants, yeah. Oh, you know, I'm here for it. <laughs> yeah. It's a sleigh for me. It's a sleigh, nigger. No. Honestly, you guys already know what I'm gonna say. I'm gonna give this. I'm gonna give it a sleigh, especially like a low-rise parachute pants. Like, ah, bitch, are you kidding me? It's a look. It's giving like early like 2000s i'm thinking i'm saying i'm thinking 2004 like 2004 with the heels and then the crop and then the low rise like that is giving mm. exactly but for the fall though yeah with crop and the, um, or no, you could just wear it with like a like an oversized a like sweater like like a knit you could definitely wear it like that and kind of like i have a vision for it well, now, now that how- I think about it, because there's a difference between a wide leg pant and a parachute pant. Thank you. So I'm I like, think girl, I kinda... what are you referring to? Because <laughs> what? A parachute yeah, no. is very dramatic. With a knitted sweater? Um, mm, 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 mm. Girl, okay, watch. Watch me wear it one day. Yeah. I'm like, oh my God, Isaiah. And I'm going to be like, yeah, girl, like, like I'm not, well, for me, oh at God, least, Isaiah, you know, I speak for the... <laughs> I speak for the girls that are like five nine and down, 
So we can't really wear that kind of shit. Like that that will swallow us up. Mm. That mm-mm. the nope, nope. Girl, nope, you speak nope. for the five nine girls. Just say that. Just five nine. <laughs> Girl, cause you short and you could mm, no, Eric. You could post. <laughs> yes, I could. They're actually cute with some nice heels. Oh, okay. I'm telling you, y'all, y'all gonna have heels. to tell me this because I don't know. What I the can hell. pull them off. That's why they're slay for me. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's right. Okay. Take some fashion risks. All right. And I'm down for fashion risks, but also like proportions are also a thing, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, yeah, I no. Just... As long, yeah, as long as you can proportion like your clothing, you could definitely proportion like parachute pants in a way. Where it doesn't swallow you whole, you know what I'm yeah. saying? And, and I know that, but I'm saying like wear, how you pose, all that stuff. And if yeah. it swallows you, it's a look. You know what the look is called? Swallow. Not <laughs> <laughs> swallow. It, okay, it's one thing if it's like a little oversized. I'm cool. I'm cool with the oversized. But you know, for shorter people, there's a way in which you gotta you gotta wear your shit, especially if you're gonna do oversized stuff. So I I don't know if I would necessarily pull it off for fall. Maybe maybe a summer or a spring look. I would do like you said with the crop top, but I have to see what y'all are trying to give. Because when y'all said knitwear sweater, I got confused. But then Eric said a heel, so I'm like, okay, is what what the fuck are y'all talking about? Yeah, I would agree. Like I feel like relaxed pants or jeans are. I, I like those. Like I even like a boot cut jean. I ain't even gonna lie. Like a relaxed fit is yeah. very nice. I honestly don't care for any more skinny leg pants. Like yeah. it's not <laughs> no. it's not really my thing anymore. Yeah. Ever yeah, that's like kind of making that shift where we're getting away from like the skinny the tighter fit pants and we're going more towards like the relaxed and the slim and like the, the straight like pants, you know. Mm-hmm. Like that's where fashion is taking its direction right now. Even yeah. when you look on the runway, nothing is like fitted. Right. Unless they're leggings. <laughs> yeah. And exactly. I like a relaxed fit, but yeah. uh, a parachute pant, y'all? Mm, I don't know. It's yeah. giving Aladdin. It's giving it's giving Genie oh, and the okay. Oh, well, no. Not the, <laughs> well, we so got those are joggers. Time. They're kind of reminiscent of joggers, definitely. They're like the new yeah. age joggers. Absolutely. I would definitely. Hey, see, I thought y'all meant like open them. at the ankle. Yeah. <laughs> It ain't the MCM. No, they're not talking about open at the... Are y'all talking about open at the ankle or close at the ankle? Close. Like, they're kind of close at the ankle. Oh, no. <laughs> See, that's what they're talking about, Dion. You lost, bitch. Oh, no. <laughs> well, listen, he, he, when he posts it on IG, you'll see. You'll see what's yeah, Okay, you got to post it on the trash. <laughs> okay, bitch. Wait. <laughs> zombie coming. I'm just playing. I'm, I'm all about people just expressing themselves through style so if you like it i actually love it but i wear myself go ahead love it (laughs) all right so this is the last trend so keeping in line with pants low-rise jeans are making its debut and comeback so do you guys give low-rise a slay or an a Slay. I say slay. It's a slay for me. Absolutely. Like, low rise? Are you kidding me? I want to give, like, my early 2000s video vixen, like, vibe. Period. Like, that's what all I want to serve. Like, it gives sexy. It's just, it's everything. Like, and you, you also me? can show off the V a little bit more. Yeah. Jeans, jeans do not really flatter all the time. So, low rise? Oh. I love a good low rise. And what... 
low rise jeans and thongs? Are you kidding me? <laughs> what? I know that's right. Let me be ready. Just know the thongs will be out this fall. I'm telling you. Oh my goodness. Don't but even also, get me started. Viewers. Or listeners, keep in mind this man lives in Florida, so he can wear that, y'all. Exactly. I would wear it in fucking Alaska, okay? Right, just, <laughs> just drink you some liquor, baby. Yeah, I'm wearing the shit in Alaska. They will see the thong, bitch. Manny walks uh-huh. so I can run, all right? Who is Manny, girl? He's <laughs> uh, talking about the grassy, bitch. The grassy. Oh, okay. Manny. Yeah, we just talking about this. I don't know nothing about the grass. <laughs> I forgot her last name. What's your last name? She was Filipino, but who? Manny. Yeah. She... What was her last name? Yeah. What was her last name again? Um, Santos. I feel like it was. There you go. It was Manny Santos. Yeah. Come on, Tamar. You better know. Manny Santos. You know the grass was my life. So I okay. Run, bitch. So okay. it's giving. It's giving low rising thongs this season for me, honestly. So if y'all see me in a thong, don't say nothing. Girl, we're used to it. What you we mean? We ain't new to this, bitch. The only, I'm going to be like Manny and sneak out my house. <laughs> okay. I my parents see me in that song now. I tried but, low rise, but that's for the girls with no tush. Squeeze me? Uh-uh. The girls with the girls with the booties can't. Okay, well, you know what? Actually, girl, go- in the 2000s, the girls with the booty were giving low rise. Yep. They were giving upper crack. Especially the girls with the with the booty were giving low rise. And they would wear like the um like the halter tops with the oh bitch. Mm-hmm. Did you did you never see him bringing down the house? What Brandon Brandon. Oh we're I'm, Queen Latifah. No, not Brandon. We're Queen There you go. Dion, you got you got to get it in the women's fit though, because the men's fit don't do that now. <laughs> they don't. Stop I'm it! Saying, it I'm can possibly. I'm just gonna find the right jeans. Yeah, I feel like I definitely tried it in the men's and it did not work out for me. Yeah, because it's to... not made like you know, women's is made because you know what brand were the jeans? It makes sense. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. But what <laughs> brand did you get? Because it makes a difference. I have. I don't even know. I would suggest looking into either Lucky 32 mm-hmm. or Levi's. They make good okay. low-rise jeans. Okay. Let me write that down too, mm-hmm. just in case. And J. Crew makes good low-rise jeans, especially heard, for like, girls with the booty. I heard like either Hollister or Abercrombie. I'm not, I don't remember which one. No. Okay. Mm-hmm. It was in Hollister. Okay, well, maybe you was Hollister is not for girls with booty, Mm-mm-mm. but they I make really good jeans. Baby, let me throw these things in the trash. <laughs> <laughs> they make really good jeans, but it's just not for girls with booty. Because at that point, Dion, you might as well start sagging, baby. Okay, right. <laughs> no, <laughs> and that's what I try to do. I want to. <laughs> no, I have okay. some Hollister jeans that I want to like, I need to throw away, but I. I keep them because honestly they're just such a good fit but they don't fit in the ass so I can't even bring them all the way up they just be sad right. yeah, yeah. yeah that's so crazy alright I, I did better. I did say this was gonna be my last one but this is actually gonna be my last one cause okay. this cause this trend I'm actually also living for okay um visible lingerie do you guys find that as a slay or an A visible I say slay lingerie. if it's that done is. correctly if it's done tastefully yeah. not correctly but tastefully mhm I think trashy can be tasty sometimes. Tasteful. Yeah. It can be tasteful. And a, yeah, I guess you have it. 
depends on how you do it, I guess. Not necessarily saying like it's trashy to have your lingerie on. I'm saying like if it if it works with the outfit. Like, you know, sometimes mm-hmm. we wear we wear like undergarments that necessarily like we're not like pressed for people to see. It's just okay, bitch, I need to th- throw on some draws today. But if you're intentionally trying to like show your lingerie, then make sure the outfit, you know, correlates. Yeah. Right. I feel like the lingerie look has run its course and it's out now. Really? And, you know, you should not just be wearing lingerie out and about. Right. I just feel like it's it's more so trashy than tasteful to me well, now. I guess. Well, it's a, I'm guessing it's a nay. I, yeah, I think that's it's a nay. just, you know, we all have different palettes, so, you know. That's true. So I did. I loved it when it first came out, though, because I remember I saw the. I think it was the Kardashians. One of them. One of them had started it, and I was like, "Oh, okay, this is cute." But then it just got worn out, and I was like, "Okay, we could stop now." Okay, but so what about when like the girls wear like the little like silk nighty looking dresses almost? Now that's cute. So like a little silk okay. dress. That's cute. Yeah, I love a good slip dress. Yeah, I like that. I like the little pajama tops. I think they're cute. I wear one of those one time, but the actual like lingerie looks, like the lace and all of that, I think, nah. Okay. Keep it at home, girl. Alright. So, James, slay your name. Visible lingerie. Visible lingerie. Um, I think, like Brandon said, if it's done tastefully, I'm trying to envision how I would do it, and I I can't quite. I I, I, I don't know. How I see, I, yeah, I've how, done like visible underwear, if that counts. I know how to do that, but mm-hmm. uh, to <laughs> I, I don't know. Maybe I just need to see it. Okay. Mm. All right. Well, I mean, like. I would say visible lingerie kind of correlates with like the subversive aesthetic. So like interesting cutout tops and like, you know, bodysuits and, you know, just just more of like interesting way of how clothes are like layered and how clothes clothes shape the body. Basically. Mm-hmm. So I can see that. So yeah. I can't wait till you post these so I can put a picture to what we're talking about. Okay. <laughs> no, absolutely. No, but no, because I'm agreeing with you right now. But then mm-hmm. when I see it, I'm yeah, gonna, gonna be like, like no, <laughs> right? It's a no. Because I cannot wait till you post these parachute pants, bitch. I gotta no, see them. I'm, oh. I'm telling you, I love the parachute. Yeah. Pants if you it. y'all chop, I'm coming for your chop. <laughs> yeah, your chop, bitch. Well, bitch, I may have to be chopped because. But let me see it first. I will. I'll reserve judgment until then. Okay. okay. All right. Well, thank you for coming and coming on this journey of Slayer. <laughs> so please, you know, check out our Instagram page um, so that way you can join in on our next Slayer name. Yes, thank you so much, Isaiah. Everybody give it up for Isaiah for the Slayer name. Woo! I love so it. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> okay, so in today's episode, um, as you guys know, we're all part of the LGBTQ community so in today's episode i really wanted to talk about talk about something that was really impacting and affecting our girls in florida primarily but we can all chime in on it right so with that being said the first question that i want to pose for everyone is actually i want to pose it for one of the florida girls first so that's either shamar isaiah or eric one of y'all answer how is it or how was it 
growing up in your hometown in Florida as a gay individual? How was it? So give me a layout of the experience for you. Who's going first? Because I'm not. <laughs> um, well, I grew up in Brooklyn until I was 13. So I don't mm-hmm. know if I could account for this full thing. <laughs> so how was it in Brooklyn? <laughs> uh, I mean, at that point, I was still straight. So I didn't really expect <laughs> Stop it. No, I'm but I'm being honest. Crying. No, that makes like, sense. It's yeah. a journey. Yeah, it's a journey. It like, is a journey. I, I wasn't it really like. It is. I wasn't really kind of like we talked about on, during Brandon's episode. I didn't really have a hard time like assimilating. It wasn't until later on in my adult life when I wanted to like explore more stuff. So I didn't have a particularly hard time. So let me ask you this, Shamar. In your mind, you were straight, and in your heart, you were straight. Is what you're saying? Um. <laughs> I would say, I would say at the at the age that you're asking about, I'd say curiosity followed by denial. Ah, uh, okay, got you, got you. Yeah. Okay. okay, so just to dig a little deeper, Shamar, I'm gonna stay with you one second. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm staying with you too. Let's go. You better get into it, man. <laughs> so, <laughs> we going there, man. Come on. So was the denial coming from something? Where was that denial stemming from? Like, why didn't you feel, I guess, comfortable being? the true Shamar, you know? I mean, at that age, I was the true Shamar. That's what I'm trying to tell you. I didn't know. Like, I, we didn't have, I didn't have act any of the knowledge that I had when I got to got high school. You. And even in high school, I still didn't have that knowledge. So, I was just, you know, playing video games, hanging out with my friends. Mm, I got you, got you, got you. And at that age, too, you probably weren't even thinking about sexuality like that anyway. Yeah, so. high school and later on, high school, college, for sure, it was different. But at that young age, no, I didn't really have a... You didn't have any attractions to anyone, though? Um, At that age, no. I mean, I... Girl, I, really I was didn't. in kindergarten, and I knew I liked boys... Not saying that you had to know them, but I'm saying like I knew that I could like find another boy attractive at that moment in time. I mean, I'm probably sure that I did, but just me as a me as an individual, I control my lust very well, so it was never just a big thing for me. Not your lust, bitch. <laughs> Attraction is not us, but go ahead. I, see I mean, you, I see what you're saying. I do see what you're saying. I get it. So, what about um Isaiah or Eric? How was the experience for y'all? Because I know some of y'all. You know what, baby? <laughs> it was because of you. No, let me stop. Um, I think in elementary school it was it was whatever. Mm-hmm. Middle school, that's when them bitches. Mm, that's where they start coming for me, and I'm like, baby, I'm just here. <laughs> well, I'm talking about school wise, or are you saying school? Or are you saying hometown? I mean, just hometown in general. So, school is a part of your hometown, so that's fine. You're, you're, you're good. So, school was a different story than, at, like, home. Home, mm. it was like, you know, like, you don't ask nothing. So, we ain't going to, like, talk about it kind of right. thing. Right. Um, but at school, like, definitely in middle school, people started being like, oh, well, why do you talk like that? Oh, why do you walk like that? And I'm like, bitch, why are you watching me? Aren't you supposed to be in your books? <laughs> <laughs> no, for real. So... <laughs> I kind of just ignored them in a sense and it was definitely harder to make friends yeah or straight friends whatever straight friends got you got you Isaiah anything well I grew up in New York so right for me like high school was different I mean high school for me it was more behind my back and I knew 
people were kind of talking about me behind my back. Mm-hmm. But I paid it my face. Period. So, right. So, right, right, right. Okay, so I, I say that because I feel like the experience in different locations are different. So, with that being said, my North Carolina people, because we come from a different area, and I feel like even in North Carolina, is different in certain areas in North Carolina. Yeah. So, um, with me and James, I know we're more so from the, you know, the the dirty south of North Carolina. Very, very country. <laughs> the schoolhouse. <laughs> the schoolhouse of North Carolina. In the country. So our experience may be different from, say, Brandon, who is from the more, you know, uptown area. You know, it's very city like. Metropolitan bitch. <laughs> Good. Yeah. And I feel like it's more just progressive in a way. So let's start with Brandon. Brandon, how was your experience as a gay male? Because I know you've just been out and about. What? Squeeze <laughs> 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 me. I'm just playing, girl. Go ahead. <laughs> so I would have to. Well, um, I wasn't out until my sophomore year in college. I didn't come out until then. But, you know, I think, like, the majority of this group chat, you know, people were able to assume certain things about my sexuality growing up. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it was it was honestly very interesting, like, because I'm one of four siblings. So, it, like, I grew up going to school with, like, my twin sister, my older brother, who was, like, two grades above us. So... It was often like, you know, Eric and um, Isaiah just said people would kind of talk about me behind my back or they would Mm. ask my siblings things about me or they would ask my close friends. And sometimes they would get the balls to ask me, but it was honestly very few and far. It was like few and far between. So, um, but I did kind of combat a lot of like the whole oh like why do you have your hands on your hip um why are you playing with the girls um and especially for me because I, I have a softer voice it I got a lot of stuff with the voice growing up um but overall because I'm a social butterfly I was able to make a lot of friends but it was it was difficult for me at first it, it was I had a lot of girlfriends and then the guys eventually would be like, okay, like, he's cool, and he hangs around all the baddies, so we'll be friends with him. And mm-hmm. then, like, you know, they came to to know me as a person. They were like, oh, we actually choose to be friends with this person. And so that was kind of, like, my my experience. But mm-hmm. it wasn't all cherries and shit, so... Mm-hmm. Just because right. I went in the school in the city doesn't mean it was really much different. Mm-hmm. Got you, got you. Go ahead, James. How was yours? <clears throat> um, basically the same. Some people would come up and ask questions, but I would still be having girlfriends. Mm-hmm. Girls would be liking me, and I would just agree to date them. <laughs> but, <you know>. Not agree. <laughs> I would agree to date them. <laughs> He's giving Bridgerton, bitch. What the hell? Yeah, I would agree. <laughs> And um, because they were usually nice or like my friend or something like that. (laughs) So (laughs) I would date them and then immediately change my personality so they could break up with me. Ooh. (laughs) Ooh, that tactic is real nice. Why didn't I think of that? Oh, yeah. It was was what you would expect, but not too bad. Like, Mm -hmm. 
normal stuff. Yeah. Mm, the normal stuff. Got you, got you. Okay, so I would say that interest, interesting enough, um, interestingly enough, I feel like we're all like having a lot of similarities because I feel like I went through some of the same things. People would talk behind my back. But um, I would get more people. I feel like for me, it was more like nitpicky because... I would maybe say a statement and then the guys would be like, why would you say it? Why would you say it like that? Mm-hmm. And it's like, boy, how did I say it? Like, girl. <laughs> or I would, like Brandon said, and like y'all had already said, I had a lot of girlfriends. And so for me, it wasn't like the guys was like, you hanging around the baddies. Because I just I just made it a thing to never choose people. And not, not to say that Brandon did this, but never to choose people based off of their looks. So I would have mm-hmm. friends who, you know, weren't like the popular girls or they weren't, you know, the height, I guess, the best looking to other people. But they were my friends because I truly enjoyed being around them. And so it was never a case of guys wanted to be my friend because I hung around the, the cool or the cute girls. So I got a lot of flack on that. And then to James's point too, I would have girlfriends all throughout like high school and middle school. Um, and it just never kind of worked out, but I try to keep it going. I would never change my person- personality. I would just be like, oh yeah, we're together. When people would ask, like, are y'all really together? Yeah, we are. We're together. Like, girl, we'll be on the phone every day. I'm having a beard in high school. Stop it. Yes, I just I just, wanna... I'm not ashamed to admit it, baby. I had a beard. I, I just didn't want to get to the point where they would be Four trying to kiss. I didn't want to kiss. Yeah, we not Ooh, kissing, and we definitely not doing the other thing. That was the farthest I went. I feel like kissing is the easiest. See, that's why you don't got a beard now, Dion. Exactly. I, like I was robbed of my <laughs> Kissing is not the easiest, because I like to kiss, and that shit was difficult for me. Yes, kissing is very intimate. Like, that's it's something that I have to work my way up to doing. I got to want to do it. Yeah. Yep. My lips are not going <laughs> to touch yours if I don't want you. Okay. Okay. But, um, okay, cool. So, moving on, I do want to go back around to Eric's point when he said that it was the difference between home life and just out and about in his community. I feel like in certain instances, like, people feel more comfortable away from home with their sexuality than they do when they're at home, you know, with the people that they genuinely love and the people that often support them more. What do you guys think about that? Do you think there's a difference between home life and just, I guess, out at school, maybe, for example, or in the community? Yes. Yeah. Almost definitely. Yes. Yeah. Like, even at work, you know, you're a different person at work than you are at, um, you know, in your personal life. Yeah. Yeah. So do you think people should be more comfortable at home or should they be more comfortable at, you know, wherever else? I think they should be comfortable wherever they find comfortability, yes. to be honest. Okay. Because it's not always offered at home and it's not always offered out in the public. So if, you, right. if you're if you lucky to have that in your home space, which I did, but I didn't really mm. recognize it until after I came out. Like mm. my brother, he was really upset with me when I first came out to him because he found out that I told my bestie and her family before I told him. And he was confused as to why he felt like, or why he, why I would feel like he wouldn't understand me being gay and upset me for who I am. But for me, I was just like, well, you were the one that used to call me faggot. So I didn't, right. like, <laughs> I didn't feel comfortable coming to you first. Yeah. You know? exactly. So it's not that I don't love my brother. It's not like I don't trust my brother, but 
being in that space where it's like you feel like someone may reject you especially for who you are Mm -hmm. it it often makes you feel very alone and uncertain about things so when you're looking for a community you may not go to that space where you know you're going to receive love like Mm -hmm. yeah i know my family loves me but that doesn't mean they're going to accept me so you know you do what you got to do but to that though i'm pretty sure you didn't hear the f word just from your brother right so why does it make it more, I guess, profound that it's coming from your brother and not from anyone else? If that makes sense. Well, honestly, it's harder he was to care like, for the family. Yeah, he was yeah. like the first person low key to ever call me it. So. Oh God, you guys. Yeah. Hmm. But you know, ignorant people do anything. Not saying my brother's ignorant, but we were kids. Like he literally called it. He called me it when I was in like kindergarten. He was in first grade. Yeah got you so i would say for me um i know my i feel like my family always knew one i always think your family knows that's one come on i feel like my dad would kind of like my dad especially not to put my dad on the spot because i really just called him out but (laughs) my (laughs) my dad would just kind of like allude to the fact that he doesn't necessarily agree with certain things about the lgbt community He'll say things like he used to call gay people spaghettios and all of that. Like, <laughs> what? Spaghettios? <laughs> spaghettios, child. So of course it put fear in my heart, and I was like, I never want to be on that side. Where Stop it. You mean like I don't want to be a spaghettio? I don't want to be a spaghettio. <laughs> oh my god! And so like, and honestly, thinking back on it now, I feel like he would only say that because he knew. And so, therefore, he kind of wanted me to, like, he wanted to scare me away from it or something like that. I don't know, child, but it is, it's in me, so it's on me, you know. So I'm gonna be <laughs> Come on, the video. <laughs> <laughs> but anybody else, is there a reason why I feel like we don't feel comfortable, more comfortable at home than um, we do, like, when we're out in public? Anybody else would like to add in on that? For me, I feel like I don't ever want to, um, I would guess, feel judgment from my family. Yeah. Like, I would always want to feel accepted, at least for my family. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I would never, like, want to do anything that would, like, disappoint them. And I, yeah. Um, With everybody else, you could care less. Yeah. Them. Like, I wouldn't want to disappoint, like, anybody in my family. Like, so I think that's why it would be harder. It, felt like it would be harder to be yourself in your own home because like you don't want to create an environment where you would feel yeah. judged. I feel you. Yeah, like for me, I be twerking on the bars and stuff and <laughs> to this day, they don't know I be twerking on the bars and I would hate for somebody <laughs> to tell them that I be twerking on the bars. Listen, is this your son? <laughs> <laughs> right. I, I saw Dion be at the club no girl <laughs> don't ever do that like give me give me the opportunity to, to disclose my information oh my, my prophecy they don't need to know all of that mm-hmm. i remember one time just a quick little story before we go into the um the next speech y'all i remember one time i had hit a quick little twerk in front of my little sister baby Ooh. <laughs> the way she almost went off on me talking about don't you ever do that again <laughs> and this is my little sister <laughs> I was like girl I'm just dancing 
<laughs> just dancing. But um, so you know that kind of had an impact on me as well. Just coming from even my little sister, mm-hmm. I don't Same. like. So what Isaiah was saying, you don't ever want to disappoint your family. So I never, ever, ever, ever did it again. Never <laughs> do it again. <laughs> but. <laughs> That brings me to the actual meat of our topic today. So, there is this law, pretty much, that was passed in Florida recently, right? So, again, impacting our Florida Florida girls primarily. Um, the law is called the Florida's Parental Rights and Education Act, okay? AKA, mm-hmm. also known as the Don't Say Gay Law. <clears throat> this law was passed in July... Yes, July. And pretty much what it does, the purpose of it is to um, make parents aware of any life-changing, quote-unquote, life-changing events happening in their child's life in school. So, with that being said, there's a lot of life-changing events that happen in a child's life during their high school and middle school journey, right? Mm -hmm. Of course, a lot of people read into it and they found that sexuality is one of those main things that can be life-changing for kids so the law says that they're supposed to make parents aware but they are required to tell parents of any accommodations or resources that they can use as it pertains to whatever life-changing event they're going to so they're required to alert parents of sexuality pretty much pause what are your thoughts so far with school being required to tell people or tell parents that their child is gay or lesbian or trans. What that is, that is absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> Ludicrous. Mm-hmm. I feel like that is so invasive. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. And actually <laughs> the thing about it is the law doesn't actually say anything about sexuality, but like I said before, of course, sexuality is one of those things that are very life-changing. Like like we just said, a lot of us were experiencing a lot of sexual identity. Um, not issues, but circumstances throughout those years of mm-hmm. high school and growing up in our community. So um, I just feel like it's just a breach in privacy at the end of the day. Um, you never know what type of household people are coming from. To alert a parent could mean that a child is really going to be in danger at the end of the day because a lot right. of parents don't get down with that. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. I, I, I'm just not down for um, alerting parents. So, question. Mm-hmm. When, and I don't know how, how much you know about this, this law mm-hmm. exactly, but do you know what, like, the impetus was for putting this law into place? Like, what exactly are they trying to achieve here? What's the why, you know? But what an about- attack on gay people. That's the only thing. <laughs> I mean, what- that's what people are concluding, but at the end of the day, I feel like they're putting out that it's to just notify parents of any resources that are helpful for a child. Because, you know, as a child, I guess you don't feel like, well, resources aren't readily available to a child. Mm-hmm. But if a parent knows, then maybe they can help their child in a way. Or maybe alerting a parent can help the parent kind of maneuver through whatever the child is going through, too. So, but, like well, I said, sexuality, sexuality, sexuality was never mentioned in the law. Mm-hmm. But obviously, that's one of those life-changing, altering events that can happen in a child's life. 
Well, so. because I, I wanted to see if there was like something that may have happened in Florida that mm-hmm. kind of incited the need for a law like this. So would no. y'all know of anything possibly? Girl, it's Ron DeSantis trying to like bolster mm-hmm. like more support, trying to get like more of like Trump supporters and re- Republican supporters so that way he can bolster himself to run for 2024 president can- candidacy. Yeah. And the interesting thing about it is the law started off as like a K through third grade type of deal. But he's trying to, in a way, extend it. And I don't even know if they've they've done it yet, but he's trying to extend it through to like, I guess, 12th grade. Girl, that'll be a hot ass man. Yeah. Like a political. Just that'll be a hot ass mess. Yeah, they even have school districts, like certain districts are actually just outright saying that sexuality is the thing that they want to focus on. So if a, if a school member or a staff member sees anything regarding sexuality in a student, then they have to alert parents. And see, so when you first started talking about the law, I I, was, I wasn't assuming, but like from the wording, it sounds like, okay, maybe it's something in regards to like, okay, maybe we see cuts on your child's arm and we want to notify you that, you know, they may be going through some kind of depression or having suicidal thoughts. Right. Or maybe, you know, your daughter is is undergoing the change, as we like to call it, and we and she's afraid to notify her parents. But I will say honestly, truly, most times, I, and this is one thing that kind of annoys me about adults, I will say this, mm-hmm. they often forget that they were children themselves once upon a wow. time. And it's like they think, okay, you should communicate your needs, wants, and desires to your parents because they're your parents. But at the end of the day, you have things that you did not want to communicate to your parents when you were 12, 3, 16, 20, 24, and 45, bitch. So why are you trying to why are you trying to put certain standards upon kids? Like again, this is a discovery period for everybody anybody that's under the age of honestly 25 and bitch if you're 100 you're still discovering yourself so (laughs) to kind of rush that process by saying like oh i need to make sure your parents know that you're undergoing this 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 and this it ain't cool because there are parents that will beat their kids up just for going through um what's what's it called puberty yes (laughs) exactly there are cases of children getting abused for that reason like (laughs) There are not safe homes for everybody to go back to. So, like, I get maybe what they're trying to achieve here, but it's really giving messy. It's giving, it's gonna, it gives like it's gonna cause more harm than good, in my opinion. Definitely. And that's what a lot of people are saying. You know what I was gonna say, too? (laughs) The thing is, like, okay, I, I can maybe, I can only think back on maybe one teacher throughout my whole, like, school career that I really had a connection with or someone that could, uh, who could possibly be able to tell that mm-hmm. I'm going through this life-changing experience in my life. Every other teacher, baby, you don't know a damn thing about what's going on in my life. <laughs> right. So, no, and I'm not saying that true. to be mean, but, like, you really have... Yes, you see me, like, you know... What what is it? Nine to five or whatever the school hours are. Nine to three too. That doesn't mean you're able to sit there and say, "Oh, yeah, I know he's going through something." Right. 
you know. It, and even in one of the um like district meetings, I had read that um they said upon like determination of a child going through these are like the exact words that were in the meeting that I got from an article child but upon (laughs) determination of a child you know coming into realization about their sexuality identity upon determination is what got me what is the determining factor from someone who isn't you know of the experience what is that factor that lets you know oh this child right here must be going through like a trans experience or this child right here must be gay like what tells you that as a staff member? That's the part right there that bothers me. Yeah. And then also, like I always say, a lot of people love to speak on things that they don't know anything about. Like Eric was saying, you don't know the experience at all. So who are you to even, you know, go outside their, I guess, realm of privacy and their realm of coming into themselves to tell somebody else? Mm-hmm. Like outing somebody is one of the utmost disrespectful I don't know I don't even know how to explain it but it's just you should should never out somebody it's giving you a death wish for them girl exactly like <laughs> that's why I said it's a personal attack it's yes. a personal attack it is and just imagine what it does to a child's mental like we were saying earlier how like outside of our households it could be like a safe haven in a way like we're allowed mm-hmm. to kind of like express ourselves and be free but if you put this type of thing into the mix where now dang I can't even be myself around my teachers are at school because my teachers yeah. don't tell my parents so like and it's because it's because they don't want gay kids at school they, they don't want their children to be subject to gay people as if we just represent sex yeah <laughs> and that's a lot of the rhetoric that's going around especially mm-hmm. Ron DeSantis saying protect our children from being indoctrinated and groomed indoctrinated into what i don't know groomed to do what <laughs> they don't even fucking know so like Girl. it's like it's just kind of like frustrating how there's this this whole thing about protecting children this isn't protecting them because yeah. like you just said if their parents don't vibe with the gays and the girls and the dolls they will be in danger of violence yeah Mm -hmm. and it's for a reason it's for a reason at the end of the day like a child is being expressed outside of the household for a reason these are people that they just met they've known their family for their entire life come on now so i'm acting this way around y'all because i feel like i can whereas around my family i cannot be my true self quick story right Mm -hmm. um i taught eighth grade last year and I actually had a student come up to me. Um, his pronouns are now he and him. Um, and at the time, you know, she she was, I guess, she identified as she. Um, he came up to me. He was like, hey, Mr. May, I just want to let you know that my name is now this. And my parents don't know anything. So as the teacher, in my mind, I was like, okay, so what if we, you know, at some point have a conference maybe with your family. And you just told me that you want to go by this new name. And your pronouns are different. So how does that work in that case? Because you don't ever want to make the family feel like you're keeping potential things away from them. Mm -hmm. I feel like that they maybe can support in a way. Yeah. You know? But at the same time, you never know what that child's situation is at home. Wait, so what did he say? 
So he was just like, I don't want to let my family know. I will let them know when I get ready, pretty much. And I was like, okay, so what if we do have a conference? He was like, um, well, he's eighth grade. He's in eighth, He was in eighth grade. So, of course, he didn't really have, like, an answer or response to it. He was just like, I guess we'll see when it happens. Yeah, we'll get to yeah. it when we get to it. <laughs> that's real. Like, are you think about all of this? <laughs> <laughs> and that's, that's the only reason why I was kind of looking at it as maybe not a personal attack on some teachers' behalf. Because, like, you know, for example, if y'all ever seen Matilda, um, the teacher, well, I forget her name, but she took a really special special interest in Matilda because she Miss was like... Honey. Miss Honey, there you go. Yes, Miss Honey. Miss Honey was that girl. Miss Honey, Honey, she was able to spot the genius in Matilda. And she she took a personal visit to her to Matilda's parents' house and tried to tell them and like Matilda got in trouble because Miss Honey was basically running her mouth, which she did it in for that's good different reason. though that was about education it was about education she did it for <laughs> which reason. a teacher whole job is about the teacher job isn't about sex education or sexuality mm-hmm. sexuality y'all know what i'm saying sexuality i think she did it for a good reason but i'm saying that like you never know necessarily it's like a lot of people because they mm, how do I put this how do I put this I'm trying to put this like I get what you mean you're basically saying yeah. like it that's the worst case scenario for what this would be if this started to take place well um I guess wait the law passed right Dion yeah 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 so you're saying like you know the scenario in the in the case of the teacher going to talk to the parents and then the parents lash out against the child like they did with Matilda so mm-hmm. I get you I have a question Dion yes um, so do you know if there are any repercussions to um, schools if they don't comply with this law? Are there like, is there like um, funding that is like cut or anything like that? I I want to say because I, I didn't really read up on that part, but if they're required to by law, I feel like maybe they would be subject to some type of termination or maybe some probation. If, How you, you know, gonna prove that I knew? knew. Exactly, you know, and, but that's the whole point. But like, you know, and the crazy thing is, if if it was really to help someone, right? Or you know, you sh- instead of doing something like that, you should have services out and available. Now that part is in the law too. Like, if you feel like maybe the child may be in you know a harmful situation or circumstance, then you uh-huh. don't have to tell them. But again, how are you to know yeah. what their situation is if you're just a staff member or a school teacher? Like, how, how do you know that? And then, you know, what I feel like is giving a lot of a lot more work to teachers because now you have to be, first of all, you have to be an educator. Mm-hmm. Now you have to take, like, you know, they're giving you guys so much work. To be a counselor. Yeah, to be a counselor. Exactly. It's too much. And I'm really just sitting here thinking about the rate of suicides within the community already <clears throat> and not being allowed to just be yourself out and about in the world when you're growing up and you have to go to school like you have to report to school every day it's either that or at home so i i just feel like there will be like a maybe an influx or an increase in suicides and um mental health is gonna go to nothing child because you don't have that release Mm-hmm. I are that break and I would even say like honestly if you're a teacher and you're prepared to act upon this law 
also be prepared for the the inconveniences required that might come along with it because say you do out one of your students and then they come to you the next day and they're abused and battered from their parent mm-hmm. like are you prepared to take them in are you prepared to be uh what's the teacher from precious girl what's her name all right uh, mm-hmm. You know, Paula Patton's character, but basically, the movie Precious, she found out that she was being abused by her mom, and she personally took this girl in, um, and her baby boy, because she had two kids that she had her father, who was sexually abusing her. So, like, if you're going to be the outer per, per se, you also need to be able to be be prepared to be the defender in the refuge in case that that child does lose their home because of your actions. Yeah, this but is I, definitely. Can I, I say one thing? Like okay. Go ahead, James. I think it's it's the more I think about it, I just think it's a calculated move because I feel like most teachers aren't going to report that. Yeah, most teachers are not going to report that. But all you need is one. Or yeah, just, you just need one or two Karens or whatever the homophobic version of Karen is, yes. and, and and they'll be like the hall monitor, the gay monitor, running around telling everything and just ruining mm-hmm. people's lives. So it's like they don't even have Literally. masses; they just need one or two. Um, Dion, I have a, a quick question. Yes. Um, do you know <laughs> if there's a sensitivity training or any type of training that the teachers have to undergo? that goes with this or yes Shamar I was thinking the exact same thing like how are they I I, I don't think so I don't think there's actually none is it like how to tell this with the um, gay one on one yes pretty much (laughs) so it's just like how to spot a gay wait Tucci what were you about to say Tucci was about to say something yeah no there's actually no sensitive sensitivity training because with this like bill like teachers that suspect or suspect like any gay activity i guess i don't know how to <laughs> call it what to call it activity. but like they would ha- if they report this then child protective services gets brought in to the mix right because mm. yeah because with this if there's no if there's if there's any sus- like suspect like i said of gay activity or mm-hmm. even like parents who are knowingly like you know like you said you had um a recently your student so if there are parents who are okay with you know their children and they're and they're going through like you know counseling for like you know trans identity and things like that and if a teacher reports that mm-hmm. then then like child protective services gets brought in and they are removed from their from the care of their own parents who are okay with you right. know child being gay or being trans so no there's no sensitivity training there's just like they're just kind of basically destroying families in a sense wait a minute bill. wait a minute wait a minute i'm confused run that back one more time so you're saying that if if the child protective services or social workers are bought in to the mix the child is immediately removed from the home or is there like a case that's or like a what what's happening here i'm confused no there there would be like an investigation brought up and they will be you know removed because like during the investigation a child can't be with Mm -hmm. yeah within if there's a if because they would um whatchamacallit they would 
define that as abuse, as child abuse. Mm-hmm. So basically, like they during the investigation, the child will be taken away, taken out of the home, and maybe put in foster care. I so, think it's the first step to banning being gay. That's what it's getting. Yeah, no, all of it is just an attack on the LGBTQ plus community in a sense. Mm-hmm. None of it is for what Ron DeSantis is like necessarily Same. like yeah, promoting this as. He's like, we don't want to confuse children. Mm-hmm. Like if it's so simple, if kids are supposed to be straight, then they'd be straight. There'd be no confusion. <laughs> okay. Like for those people who said that, like throughout your life, how many times did someone try and turn you gay? Like can you tell me? I I never understand that. Exactly. And the thing is how to turn you straight. Yep. <laughs> They think there's an influence behind it, and it's like, girl, we were like, I think most of us were the one about out of the thousands in our schools and our hometowns that were gay, and especially like even when we came out, like, bitch, what? It's because all these old bitches live in Florida. That's why. Yeah, girl, yeah. they they were tired there. And I feel like Ryan <laughs> even said, I feel like I saw I saw somewhere that he said that sexuality has no place in the schools, which is why he wants to extend it to 12th mm-hmm. grade but I then, feel like that's why but then the rhetoric like the wording in the bill is so loose that it doesn't yeah. target like gay mm-hmm. orientation it does Rock. it does like it the bill does pretty much extend to like all sexuality so not even heterosexuality so right. nothing about like mm-hmm. like anything can be talked no sexuality even though the whole point of it was for not for homosexuality not to be discussed in schools but then the bill was so broad it kind of extends to heterosexuality and teachers have been fighting back in regards to that Mm. like they've even written a letter to the governor in regards to you know how this bill says it so if that's the case then you need to take this out because it refers to Mr. and Mrs. so Mm -hmm. like a lot of teachers have been like you know like pushing back on this bill, which is a good thing. Right. And it's, it it's a clear infringement, I feel like, on privacy. Like, don't we all have privacy when we're born? Like, that's an inalienable right, right? That's, guess that's what, what I thought. Mean. I don't think so, baby. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, kids don't necessarily have the same range of the law just because, you know, they do yeah. need a caretaker. Yeah, they have certain protections, like, but they do have certain regards of, like, they, they can't. They won't have their names in the media. None of their records can be released yeah. in regards to like certain things. Mm-hmm. They have that certain protection. But yeah. with this, this is kind of just like a little bit, I feel like it's a breach of their like privacy. Yeah, that's yeah. fortunate. And that's just yeah. ridiculous because if you think about it, you know, as plain as it is, it's like, hey, I don't have to call you to tell you that your kid might be straight, but I do have to call you to tell you that your kid <laughs> might be gay. Right, and I was thinking that too. Like, what's the verbiage when you call a parent and say, "What do you say?" Like, hey, I I just feel like I have this inkling that you know Joshua might be going through some gayness in school, and so I just want to alert. Like, that just sounds ridiculous to me. I feel like the the teachers should be trolls and be like, "Hey, I think so and so might be straight." (laughs) (laughs) I think I think your son might have a girlfriend girl did you know i feel like he actually might be you know dating opposite sex girl so here are your resources that is so wild to me but then even if you think about it you know because uh i believe the term is like metrosexual Mm -hmm. like 
I don't, I'm not sure how that applies to women, but you know, like if a guy just likes a nail polish or whatever, and he's straight, it's like you're gonna go call his parents right. because he's just doing something that he likes. That that doesn't affect who he likes romantically. Like it's just, yeah. or like, or like you know how girls are some some of them are tomboy. Exactly, yeah, right. just tomboy. Exactly. Right. I guess that goes to the training too, because even some of the gays don't know all of like the levels or the layers of sexuality, like the metrosexuals and. Child, the asexuals and I don't even know the rest honestly the pansexuals <laughs> because so you're many. what oh but they're gonna be like excuse me your daughter's on the basketball team I think you know what that it's like <laughs> what <Yeah>. girl <laughs> I don't know like... it just seems all problematic definitely. yeah mm-hmm. very problematic. problematic and it's also problematic because you know there are a lot of trans youth now mm-hmm. yeah so there, like, there has been some like news reports of um, parents, like, like there was this one news story about this girl she lost at this tennis match or whatever, and mm-hmm. the parents were so upset they suspect they suspected, quote unquote, that the that the opponent was a trans man posing as a girl and that they needed to be investigated. What? They were upset that their child lost. Was this in Florida? No, it wasn't in Florida. <laughs> it was like, I think this was in Texas. Okay. Yeah. I know it even sounded like Florida or Texas. He was yeah, definitely was giving a... Southern. Always yeah. a Southern. Okay. <laughs> Y'all in North Carolina, so don't play. Right. Y'all be playing around. Too. Y'all just got North in, in the name. Yeah. But y'all are that deep sound. Yeah, y'all be a lot wilder. Y'all are that, if I go down a dirt road, bitch, I might not come back. Florida. Y'all had all them people dying of bath salts. We ain't had it. <laughs> not the bath salts. Anyways, besides the point, like, now they're like, now parents are like using like this sort, these sort of like Laws, laws and bills to, kinda... to like kind of atta- like attack children mm. and that's not because you, you know what that could have just been a teachable moment to that child and said baby sometimes you win sometimes you lose right yeah. and you better get attack over attack it children. baby that's crazy get over it get the like, fuck over it because you're gonna lose a few more times bitch so and i bet you that baby is entitled Mm-hmm. Honestly, that gives me. It doesn't even just give me like Florida and Texas. It also gives me like New York, but like Manhattan, upper. Like it gives me very privileged. I don't know. That's yeah. that's crazy. At the end of the day, child, mind yo business. Why yeah. are you in an experience? <laughs> are dealing with somebody that you don't have nothing to deal with? Like you don't have nothing to do with the experience. <laughs> That's my whole thing at like the you, end of the day. Yeah, what what does Tabitha Brown They are trying thing? to pass this before they fix the curriculum. <laughs> right. Okay, yeah. thank you. Thank you. Brandon, they're right. coming out of school and they're getting... people like, about credit and, and mortgage and they're all the other shit dumber you want to talk about Brandon, what... Girl, they... they what saying? She says, if you can't make somebody else's day, but, uh, wait, wait. If you can't have a good day, don't go fucking up somebody else's baby. Exactly. She, she definitely says that. Ooh. She definitely says that. You know I'm a Tabitha fan, mm-hmm. bitch. Mm-hmm. And on that note, does anybody have anything else as it pertains to the topic for today? Um, 
I don't know if this pertains to the topic, but Ron <laughs> DeSantis, your time is up. <laughs> Get out of Florida. We don't want you here. Don't even think about running for presidency. You will embarrass yourself. Girl, that's y'all man's. That's y'all man's. I, I don't rock with him. I don't know him. <laughs> yeah, and my thing is, like I just said, mind your business. That's all I got to say. On the mind it. Mind your business. Um, but with that, I would love to know what the viewers and listeners think as well. So if you would like, go ahead and make sure you're commenting on the social media. Like, what's our social media again, y'all? The group chat with a three for the D. Yeah. Yes. So after we post this, go ahead. Chat Come Wait, on. Say, say it again. again. Say it again. TH3 group chat podcast. Okay. Exactly. And don't forget the at sign. Mm-hmm. Come yeah. on. We are so grateful thus far for all of the feedback that we're getting, all the praise that we're getting, all the support we're getting. Um, just make sure you're telling your friends to listen as well. The episodes are going to keep coming, y'all. So keep listening. Thank you guys so <laughs> much and with that being said all hearts and all minds clear yes ma'am <laughs> thank y'all okay bye thank you bye, bye. 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 bye.